Happy holidays, shellheads. Great news. We've extended our voicemail deadline for you to be part of the Shellheads Christmas special. Uh, you can give us a call at 657-339-0426. Leave a quick voicemail uh, with your favorite Ninja Turtles things. Uh, that can be movies, TV shows, comic books, whatever you think is your favorite. You know, uh, and, and you might just be included. It's it's, it's going to be next episode, so might as well give us a call. Since we were so late with episode 78, we've extended the deadline to 1220. Uh, so you got a few days to get it in. Uh, again, the number is 657-339-0426. We can't wait to hear from you. Thanks, y'all. Start the show. Hello! Welcome back. This is the Shellheads podcast. We are a TMNT podcast, of course, uh, and, and we've been gone for a minute, Jeff. We have. We, t- we took an extra week off there, um, but if, if our goal is to do 26 episodes a year, we're I think we've already met our goal. Have we? I, th- I think, I think, we, th- this is like overtime, overtime. Okay. Uh, Jeff, um, you of course are the other host of Shellheads. How's it going? It's going, uh, Sergio. How's it going for you? It's fantastic. Uh, I'm ready for Christmas to be over. Really? It hasn't even gotten here yet. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. When you have children, you just want it to be over. Ooh, see, I don't have that problem right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying that I'm done shopping. Like, that would be a lie. But Oh, I like, am. If, if I could just, like, opt out and just wake up in January, I, th- I think I would I would take the mulligan. I would. Huh. Yeah. It's weird because, like, I'm, I'm done with all of my shopping, and I have ADD, so. <laughs> but we'll talk about that at another time. Yeah, I'm too busy buying turtles crap. Yeah, this is true. I was like, yeah. you kids want Christmas presents? Want what? No. Daddy needs a turtle van. So so what you're saying is you, you want Turtles Pop figures as an inheritance. That's what you want for Christmas this year? In a, in a, in a Super 7 turtle van. Yeah, that's, that's what you want. It's a wild request, but I can totally do it. Yeah, sure, why not? Because I love you, children. Yes. <laughs> Well, we have a very special episode today because uh, we, we are covering something that has taken us a very long time to get to. Um, and <laughs> with good reason, yeah. We're going to go ahead and just bury the lead on it and talk about that later. First up is our first segment. Jeff, what is that segment? It's time to see what's in Sergio's box. Yeah. So so as previously stated, yeah, I'm still buying turtle stuff. Um. It, it's it's odd. Like I haven't been able to find turtles crap anywhere all year for the most part. But as soon as the holidays roll around, like Target is just flush with with, with turtle stuff everywhere. Oh yeah, and I can attest to this because I've been in Target recently, and I was like, ooh ah, already got it. But ooh ah, right. Speaking of Target, I I, I successfully uh, picked up all four of the or not all four, but the the, the four turtles uh, art series pop figures 
I thought you ordered those. I did order them, but then when I got to the store and they were in store, I canceled them. Okay. <laughs> but that, like, that, that's how I roll, man. Like, this I will pre-order everything to, you know, to verify that I get it, and then if I see it in store, I'll just go to the website and cancel the order. I'm yeah. sure there's a sure there's a Target robot somewhere that's very mad at me for doing that, but it doesn't matter. Probably. So yeah, I have a, a, as of today, I have all four of the turtles. Uh, and now, to clarify, these are the ones that look like they're wrapped in Christmas paper. Y- yes, yes, and they're, they're not as off-putting as the internet makes them look. I would say because they're just repainted turtles too ones, aren't they? Oh yeah, yeah. They're oh, it's they're real stupid. Like they're real stupid, but they're not as ugly as you may think. Yeah. Um, but and they also come in like like a protector case. Like they're treating them as if they're special when they're not really that special. Right. Um, and if you have been paying attention, I don't know if you personally have, but they've, they like Target.com is announcing a new art pop series figure every friday for like the past six weeks or whatever and last week they announced splinter which we knew was coming and if you look at the shadow of the of next week's or this week's figure it's going to be super shredder so 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 super shredder in its i I haven't seen what it's going to look like but i'm sure it's not going to be beautiful yeah uh, I, Friday, I'm going to pre-order both of those because you, you have to order over $30 for the pr- shipping to be free and for this to make sense. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, well. Uh, I got that, and I also got... Um, oh, speaking of pop figures, I was able to rack up a bunch of pop figures uh, from the, the like the Secret of the Use line. Yeah. At our local game exchange. Wow. Yeah, of all places, uh, for, for those of you not familiar with Game Exchange, it's like a GameStop, except they don't get new games. Yeah. They they just survive off trade-ins. And the, the, the more and more stuff that they're selling gets them closer and closer to, like, being a pawn shop. Like, you can sell your instruments there. You can sell old records there. Um <clears throat> I, I'm not sure what line they would have to cross to have to, you know, follow the pawn shop rules. Maybe it's like firearms or something. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if I walked in there and saw a used Peloton in a corner. Ooh, I hope not, because I, I actually rather enjoy our game exchange. It It is definitely different than when they first started. Um, but, you know, pickings be slim with... Uh, a lot of used stuff because stuff's getting harder to find. True, true. Uh, but I think there's going to be a huge windfall there soon because the the, the 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 collecting market is going to crash at some point, and Game Exchange is going to make a lot of money on it. I hope so, and that yeah. means more stuff for us at yeah. reasonable prices. Uh, speaking of which, I was able to get like three brand new pop figures there that were wow. like just released. That's so, awesome. I don't know if they're getting them new or if someone caught a box that fell off the back of a Target truck. I don't know. And traded them in? I believe they're new because they get a lot of new merch. I don't know. Well, I got them there, so I was able to cancel my Big Bed Toy Store order. order. The only one that I'm missing now is Razar. 
yeah. And and the Super Shredder with a weird paint job. Yeah. Like that one I got to track down. Nice. Uh, the last thing that I got uh, is oh 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 yeah we get a chance to talk about your boy um Ace Duck. Oh, because yeah. I got the Ace Duck Mutagen Man two pack in. Nice. Yeah, that one shipped directly from NECA. Uh, it looks exactly as wonderful as it's supposed to look. Uh, Mutagen Man is quite, quite ugly, but he's supposed to be. Right. Yeah, it's it's very accurate. looks great. Ace Duck looks wonderful. But man, is he he is an ugly, ugly figure. Yeah. I think that's I think that's it for what's in Sergio's box. I've got some turtle stuff. Ooh. Um, eh, no, not super big, but um, I uh made my way over to our favorite one of our favorite local spots, Offbeat, and um picked up my poles and uh got um I forget which issue of Last Ronin it was uh but it was in there. Um, and the style guide, and uh, I picked up a book. While it's not like turtle heavy, um, it's totally awesome. The greatest cartoons of the 80s uh, by Andrew Fargo, and Mikey is on the front with a bunch of other 80s cartoon characters, and they have a nice little section uh, for Ninja Turtles. And what's really cool is they've got basically information about the show and they actually have animation scans of animation cells um oh that's cool which is very cool and they have these like little mini fold out things and one of them is um it's a character model sheet so you've got um bebop and rocksteady and mutant and human form and then Michelangelo with the white eyes, which is interesting because there's no pupils. And you've got the um, uh, the guy with the mohawk and like looking like wearing that He-Man type thing over his chest, and just his name is just Grunt. <laughs> It'd be funny if his name is actually really Grunt. Um, but it's got some cool, got some very cool information. Got some storyboards, uh, stuff, all kinds of little stuff. It's not a huge section on it, but it's enough to be fascinating that's you know i've been meaning to pick this up for a while so i was glad that uh philip had it that's cool yeah you know me i'm a sucker for 80s cartoons <laughs> it's awesome that you mentioned philip because uh he's gonna be on our next episode indeed he spoilers. is spoilers Ooh. uh was did you get something else um, well, it's not turtle related, but I got the uh, Toei Japanese Spider-Man Funko Pop previews exclusive. Oh, OK. I'm big, uh, you know, Spider-Man and Tokusatsu fan. So when the, I found that out, I was like, and order from Philip. <laughs> <laughs> OK, well, I, I guess that that's that does it for what's in Sergio's box, huh? That does. And now it's time for the news. Okay, we're officially in the holiday season, so news is pretty light. Uh, we've, we've been going, what, three weeks? And uh, there's only, like, what, three or four news topics? Yeah. And I wouldn't, like even, I wouldn't even so say. News. Yeah, some there's not some not-so news. news in there. Yeah. Uh, do you want to take the first one? 
Uh, yeah. So, um, well, I've got some. What you want to do? News or not so news? Whatever you want. Whatever you want to go with first. Okay. Um. So, if you guys remember from a couple of our previous episodes, uh, Leonardo and Michelangelo are and April O'Neil are in the Nickelodeon All Star Brawl game, which is kind of like a you know a Smash clone game. Um. They recently had added some new DLC, uh, free DLC skin updates. So Mike and Leo are both white in their, you know, comic style, um, you know, design. Um, no, uh, no red bandanas though. I was a little disappointed, uh, with that, but they look kind of cool. Um, and uh, April gets a green jumpsuit with leather, like like the uh, not leather, but uh, yellow pockets. So it kind of uh, didn't she? Wasn't there an action figure where she had like a green jumpsuit on? That's entirely possible. I think I think so. They so look yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, this fits very much into the Sergio non-news category. Yes, yes. Because like this isn't even a real paint job. This is a digital paint job. Right. Now, if now if they were announcing that they were finally going to release, like, what is it, voice acting for that game? Yeah. Like, that might actually trigger my news radar, but... That upped the budget. It, it would significantly up the budget. Yeah. Uh, t- tell me, did they ever release all four Turtles, or is it still just two? It's still just two. Um, the rumors are that, like, people data mined it, and they saw, like shredder um but still no other you know the other two turtles was like that's kind of you know that's a crime it is a crime yeah they should yes it's a crime uh okay i mean warner brothers announced their multiverses game so maybe the turtles will show up in that you know in some form it's pot i I doubt they would show up in both or maybe it'll maybe it's gonna be the other two turtles Oh, that how, would be just how a, funny that, would that just be? Just stick in everybody's craw. <laughs> like the other two turtles and Splinter. Yeah. <laughs> I bet that's gonna happen. Oh, don't let's don't speak that into existence. <clears throat> What's our next news topic? Um, we've got some uh, new TMNT stylish hats for your dome. That's right. So, so I can't remember who sent the who sent this to me. Uh, and it, if you're listening, I'm sorry that I can't name drop you right now. But kids, she's what's trying that? To, she's trying to deal with them kids. That's right. Yeah, I have pregnancy brain. What's it called? No, <laughs> fat baby head. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so someone sent me this link to this this new new era stuff. Uh, and it's a bunch of turtles, new era hats, and you know what? They may not even be available anymore. Oh no, they are. I'm looking at them. You sure? Um, I clicked on the link that I sent, and they are not there at all. Oh. Oh. Well. Yeah. Holy crap! But like, I get it. When they uh, like New Era is totally into the limited run, like let's make 
eight thousand of this hat and then never ever make it again game again game like when 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 you use the phrase drop you don't mean like drop for the entire holiday season you mean drop until all of them are sold out man that's disappointing because i wanted at least one they're okay if you search ninja turtles there's still some but yeah there's an all green logo like 80s cartoon logo hat yeah for 27.99 yeah um, with the uh, bent bill which looks great yeah i i guess we should qualify this some more new era the cap maker uh who has uh, who makes basically all of the official baseball caps for all of the official or like all of the sports um leagues they they also do like fan hats and stuff uh and this was a apparently limited edition drop of about what three dozen possibly more turtles hats mm-hmm. some of them are better than others most of them were in the style of 5950 which is a fitted hat so you'd have to know exactly how big your dome is uh, yeah. for this to work uh they, they also had the uh the snapbacks which are the 950s Mm-hmm. But they're most of them are like flat, flat bill, flat brim. Yeah, flat brim caps that, you know, you can bend them if you want, but that's not the cool thing to do these days. I just can't wear a non uh, bent bill hat. I just can't. I I can't wear any of these hats. Oh, because like, uh, you got the big fat baby head. I've, I have a giant, giant head and none of these like – Technically, I could wear a 5950 if I just buy the right size, but yeah. they're very uncomfortable on my head. the the only The only new era hats that I wear are the 3930, and it's it's a very specific model that is like a stretch fit, and it's got a curved brim, and they fit like a glove, and I love them, and I hate it. I would have bought probably two of these, two or three of these, if they had them available in the 3930s. They yeah. just didn't. Um. Like even the snapback, like the one that you want, which is what style is that? Uh, let's see. Nine twenty. Yeah, even the even the nine twenty, like those you would think would fit my head, but my head is too tall, so like huh. it doesn't fit down on my head far enough, so it feels like I'm wearing a yarmulke. Wow. Are you from France? I'm just curious. Because I have a big, uh, I have a big head. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Maybe some of you folks will get that reference. If you do, let us know in uh, all them social media. <laughs> yeah, I don't get that reference at all. Is this is this an old guy thing, Jeff? No, it's a Saturday Night Live thing. Wow. Yeah, I don't get that at all. And I love Saturday Night Live. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, I guess jump on and grab a hat if you if you want a hat. Some of them look really good. I don't like the fact that they had like all four of the turtles faces and they had the exact same look on their face. Yeah, that no. You just, you know, recolored the bandana and that was it. Yeah. Like that's the Raph face. Yeah. Yeah. They're not all angry. Mm. Well, although I am tired of Michelangelo smiling and smirking. <laughs> just saying. Well, then you'll be happy. You can buy an angry Mikey hat. No, you nah, it's I won't do full but... orange hats. I'm good. Uh, the, the green, I prefer black hats. Uh, green is kind of pushing it, but uh, it's just it's it looks so nice, and that logo is beautiful. Oh yeah, and it's gonna be a quality hat. It's 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 new era. So, 
Um, I will take the next one, Jeff. Okay, please do. So, NECA today on Tur- Turtle Tuesday um, released a, one of those one of those big like infographic things where it looks like the back of a of like a, a what is it action figure card? Yeah, that is basically an inventory for all of the figures in in both the video game series line and the comic book series line. Uh, that they've released to date, and in it are some that they have not released yet. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah, namely, yeah, yeah, namely the granite granitor and trag figures. We got a pair of those in the uh, cartoon line, but we have not gotten those for the video game line. So it's like, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. So I would assume that's going to be a two pack, right? I would think so like most of the video game series was not done in a two-pack like most of most of them are single packs uh there's also a couple of foot soldiers that are really weird colors like a green yeah. one and what looks to be like a pink one and those two have i, I don't think those have seen the light of day yet mm-hmm. so i guess this counts as news like un unofficially announced news yeah uh, it tripped me up because, like, I was like, oh, snap, are they announcing other, you know, comic book series figures? Because I got excited, you know, because, like, I I don't have the Shredder. I think I have April somewhere. Um, They got the Fugitoid on there. I was like, oh, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we knew the Fugitoid was coming, but we haven't seen it. it but, like, the, the, the scan that they have on this – or not scan, the, uh, the resolution of this picture – doesn't really do the fugitoid justice no because you can't really zoom in close enough just to see what he's really gonna look like but it looks pretty good from what i can tell uh so there's your your neca news um i think the, the the only other slight piece of neca news here is um after they released this picture someone tweeted at them and said hey any word on uh any word on when we're gonna see comic book turtles again and their reply was coming. Ooh, that's it. Nothing else. Like nothing more, nothing less. It was just coming. That's fine. Yeah. So 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 hopefully we'll see those in 2022. Yeah, we did um, get, and this is kind of non-news, but we did get our first peek at the uh, Frank and Raphael uh, box art. Yeah, yeah. Looks real good. Looks like a box. Well, yeah. Looks like an action figure box, Jeff. Well, it does. <laughs> Duh. But it look it looks nice. Uh, well, if we're talking about action figure boxes, we also got the box art for the uh, Super 7 party wagon, right? Oh, my God. That thing is beautiful. Like, I want that as a poster. Just reach out to Super 7. See if, see, if, see if they've got any laying around. That would be great. Be like, hey, guys. <laughs> I, I think I've already messaged them on some social media platforms. So I'm like, hey, any chances you can sell this as a poster print, please? Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. I can afford the uh, print, but not the turtle van. <laughs> hey, you guys want to send uh, Shellheads a free turtle van to review? <laughs> I'll totally open and review a turtle van if you send me a, a turtle van. We uh, will we'll have alternating weeks. It'll also be at my house, you know, one week and yours the next. And, you know, we'll 
What are we, eight-year-olds who are going in on buying a video game? Yes. <laughs> the, like, the consolation prize should just be a poster print. It's like, yeah. sorry, you're poor. Here's an opportunity to buy a $15 poster print. Oof. Hurts. Hurts. <laughs> uh, let's see. We still have one more piece of news, right? Yeah. We do, and you'll take that one. Yeah, okay. So, um, Sophie Campbell... Friend of the show, Sophie Campbell, uh, tweeted a picture that was teasing something coming next year from IDW. It isn't really clear what it is, mm-hmm. but it's a it's a it's a picture of all four turtles wearing like face masks, not like over the eye masks, but like looks like both. No, no, it's not covering their eyes. Hmm. Yeah, it's just covering their nose and mouth, and it, you know, it just kind of drapes over their, their you know, chest. They're wearing pants, but they're all posed in the same like fighting stance as like page two of issue one, mm-hmm. uh, from Mirage. And the caption on it is uh, "Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Campbell and Waltz after Eastman and Laird." So many questions. Yeah, all this does is open up a, a huge can of worms. Yeah. Um, now she has she has gone uh, a a little in like she hasn't gone deep into uh, answering questions on this, but uh, she has said that it is n- let's say it's not a continuation. Yeah, no, I'm sorry, it's not a reboot. So we, we know it's not a reboot. Well, that's good. Um, and we and it's only four turtles. So the question is, is if it's not a reboot, where's Jenica? Right. Yeah. Or is this like an offshoot? Maybe. We don't know. So J- Jenica's not there. But when asked, oh, no. So is Jenica still around? Sophie's response was Jennifer. Jenica's going nowhere. So that suggests that suggests that this is some sort of like miniseries, maybe offshoot okay. Elseworlds could be could be. Uh, what, what, what are what are your thoughts on the, the picture itself? Because I know it you got looks something. well, you know, I'm obsessed with Sophie's art like she's my favorite. Uh, Turtles artist at IDW. Um, it looks breathtaking. It's It's more of. Just the superb excellence that I expect from her. Um, it's very commanding, very just like mysterious at the same time. Um, yeah, yeah. Like it's it's when you look at it, I I could I could say, oh yeah, that's definitely like Campbell's artwork. I I, would, I can oh, yeah. I can see that immediately, but I, it also evokes exactly what they're trying to evoke, and that is the Mirage Turtles. Yeah. Oh yeah, the shading, everything, just it, it totally gives that off. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're wearing pants, Jeff. How, how does that make you feel? I see. Mm, I mean, if it's a part of a disguise, it's fine. <laughs> what? Okay. You know, the trench coats and stuff like that, or I'm just like in general, I'm like turtles and pants. I'm like, come on. What? Why? Why does turtles and pants bother you so much? I mean, you know, when you're used to seeing turtles with no pants for so long. Are you pants shaming these turtles? I'm not. 
I'm just saying it's kind of kind of funky. Hmm. Looks great though. Yeah, like, like I'm not that, knocking it. I'm just like pants and turtles wearing belts? turtles okay. wearing pants is like it's only weird because we're used to them not having pants. That's what I'm saying. That's the only reason it's and which that means it's that not weird. Much. It's just pants. Like maybe they're cold. Come on. Like you wear pants. I have to. Everybody has to, or they'll get arrested unless you uh, get paid to not. For a living and that's a whole different kind of podcast children okay jeff we have one more news segment oh surprise news it's it's kind of news like had we recorded last week as scheduled we could have actually alerted our listeners to a bunch of really cool auctions that were happening the ones that have deep pockets yes yeah if if any rich people listen to shellheads this would have been your segment but a loss. We're looking, for, we're looking for that Super 7 turtle van for a Christmas present, too. <laughs> I'm just saying, dose. Poor Com- Are you familiar with ComicConnect.com? I'm not. What is ComicConnect.com? Well, fr- from what I gather in the past two weeks, they're a uh, like a like an auction house for comic-related stuff. I think they also do action figures and just, just you know... It's like an eBay for comic books. And they had a boatload of Ninja Turtle stuff go up about two weeks ago. Ooh. Many of the auctions ended today. Ooh, ouch. <laughs> yeah, earlier. Not not like I could have afforded any of this stuff. Uh, but let me, let me see if I can sort these by date. Oh, that was 10. Okay, give me a second. I'm getting there. Ninja Turtles sold items. There's there's no way to sort this 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 page the way I want it to be sorted. That sounds about right. Um, let's go with highest price, highest first. Okay. All right. I, I guess most notably there was a a copy of like a, a first printing, of course that graded at a 9.8 uh, first printing of number one that graded at a 9.8 it sold for two hundred and thirty thousand dollars wow yeah yeah uh th- there was also a uh g- graded copy of gobbledygook if you're familiar with very early mirage work mm-hmm. uh, this one sold for eighty five thousand dollars jeez it graded at a 9.0. Um, then there was also a, I believe, this is a second printing. What exactly is this? This. Okay, that wasn't today. <laughs> Sorry, I'm having to sort through these. They That's had a, fun. yeah, they had a bunch of copies of like issue one. Um, and it looks like. Some of them were first printing, some of them were not. But here's one that went for forty-two thousand uh, dollars. There was a a number three. Do you see any second printings of number one? Like what they went for? Mm, no. Because I got me a second printing uh, graded at a nine point something. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, there were just there were just a whole bunch. Like, yeah, the, a number three sold for seven grand. It was graded at a nine at a nine six. Wow. Yeah, they they had they had a bunch. They had a bunch. Um, probably the, like the most surprising thing is the gobbledygook. You know, a lot of yeah, people yeah. D- don't even think to like they, they don't even think to look for that because it's not number one. You know. Yeah. Uh, they sold a. TMNT 3, the Manhattan Project for NES, inbox, graded at an 8.5. Mm. They sold it for $5,000. Jeez, that's that's ridiculous. <laughs> Don't uh, get me started on video game grading, selling, auction crap. <laughs> I don't want to go there. A Genesis copy of Tournament Fighters. Graded at a 9.8, $5,000. That's bull. How is it bull? That's just crap. That's no. How? It's That's like it's ridiculous. still new. It's got to be a scam. Well, yeah. All This whole thing is probably a, some sort of money laundering like scam. It, I'm not saying it's got to be, but there's a good chance. Yeah. Uh. So, yeah, I'm going to include a link to to this in the show notes. Most of their stuff is already done. Like most of the most of the auctions are over. They ended earlier today. But if if you want to see some dollar amounts, I would go check that out. Yeah, like there's even a like a like an original number one that sold for six grand. That was a six point five. Wow. Yeah. So there's there, there's an adventure to be had if you just go to that link. Mm. Uh, well, Jeff, I, that that does it for news, right? It does. Um, but before we get started, uh, Sergio, uh, you pointed out to me that we got a uh, a message on, I guess, Facebook. No, it was on uh, Instagram. Oh, okay. Well, one of them social media platforms. Uh, from one of our listeners, um, before I go in, in into that, I, I want to start by saying, you know, when we started doing this, I, I didn't expect to make like an impact on people. You know, I thought it was just going to be, you know, just us goof farting around talking about Ninja Turtles, like, oh, you know, these you know, talking about movies, reviews, whatever. To be fair, have like 99% of it is just that, us farting yeah, around. Exactly. And, you know, you know, we're we're out there in, you know, the interwebs, you know, and it's like, oh, we'll get some listeners or whatever. But, uh, you know, then we get messages um, from uh, Jeremiah that just totally humble me and just it just melts my heart to know that we, uh, you know, uh, have had an impact um, on his life. And uh, Jeremiah, thank you for reaching out to us. We really appreciate uh, you listening and tuning in. We know you're going through a rough time, buddy, but hang in there. We'll be here to entertain you as much as possible. Thank you for reaching out to us. We really appreciate it and look forward to many, many more episodes to come. Oh, do you want to say something, Sergio? Yeah, I was just going to say we're rooting for you, man. Like, yeah. uh, I, I know reaching out on social platforms with that kind of messaging is – it, it, it can be daunting, and, and we absolutely appreciate it, and uh, I, I, I'm just glad 
something come up, came out of this other than us just, you know, farting around on the Internet. Yeah, that, that message came in and I I just I don't ever know how to speak to that kind of stuff. You know, I, I hear other, you know, podcasts and, 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 and creative projects, you know, have have fans come come forward with that kind of stuff. And I'm like, wow, I can't even imagine what I would say in that scenario. And yeah. I, you know, I, I just I I appreciate it. I absolutely appreciate it more than my words could ever actually put out there, you know? Yeah. So, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm glad someone's getting something good out of this. Oh yeah. And it, as, as we said before, that message came in via Instagram. I don't think we plug our Instagram enough. Uh, if you have a message you want to send us, we absolutely will see it. It may not be immediate because I'm really bad at checking messages, but we appreciate all of you listening today for whatever reason you're listening and anything that you're going through, I hope you get through it. And as, as I said before, we're on your team and we're rooting for you all the way. Yes, indeed. You know, yeah. your heart grew three times today, maybe? Maybe, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Th- thank you so much for the message. Yes, indeed. I echo that sentiment. Uh, we hope you enjoy today's episode. Yeah. So, yeah, special shout out, Jeremiah. Okay, Jeff. Well, that, with that said, let's take a quick break. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Discussing Trek. I'm your host, Clarence, and I wanted to introduce you to the podcast. Discussing Trek is all about keeping you informed on the latest news and episode reviews in the Star Trek universe, while also staying engaged with our community of listeners. So be sure to hit that subscribe button for weekly content and stay locked in to DiscussingTrek.com for more information. Until next time, guys, live long and prosper. And we're back. I'm still scrolling through this website with all these these <laughs> these auctions. There was yeah. a original sealed Technodrome sold for two thousand dollars. Jeez. Yeah. Driving up the collector's market, making it hard for the common man and woman to get their hands on that stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's just wild. It's 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 absolutely wild how much this stuff goes for. Uh, what is our main topic, Jeff? We're diving into the... No, say second. it with some gusto. Say it with some gusto. I got no gusto for you. Um, <laughs> we're unfortunately talking about the 2016 Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows sequel to the oh-so-well-received first Michael Bay-produced uh, Shrek Hulk baby Ninja Turtle movie. Sure, yes, yes. The, the the Shrek Hulk baby sequel. Uh, Out of the Shadows, which I guess up top we have to address that this movie is named after a video game. Pretty much. Like, TMNT Out of the Shadows was a horrid Xbox 360 era video game. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to get a date on that, see exactly, because it wasn't even that long. Like, yeah, it was Out of the Shadows, the video game. It came out in 2013. Out of of the Shadows, the movie came out three years later. So, yeah, it's not even like they pulled a name from, you know, the annals of Turtles histories. Like, they just weren't paying attention and named it the exact same thing. Yeah. Uh. And it is, as you said, a sequel to the 
2014 movie uh, that was produced by Platinum Dunes. And this one is directed by Dave Green. Do, do we do we have Dave Green's uh, film history here? Um, he's made three movies. <laughs> he's made three movies. Yes. Uh, one of them is let's see, Earth to Echo. Yeah, which was actually rather good from what I heard. Yeah, I, I have never heard of Earth to Echo. It's kind of like um. Uh, if you think uh, was it batteries not included meets short circuit meets Wally. Okay, all right, maybe so I, like, that's like one of the best ways I could kind of describe it. It's been a really long time since I've seen it. Yeah, it's it was a that's a 2014 movie. So, so I, apparently someone watched it and said, I, I, "Let's see if this guy can make a turtles movie." And I, I had been telling you, you specifically, Jeff, that uh, you're gonna enjoy this one more than the first one. Eh. Was there anything in there, anything that you enjoyed? We'll save it for the cast. This is the <laughs> cast. <laughs> um, you really want me to give that away now? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Um, well, they made the foot soldiers actual freaking ninjas instead of militia people that looked like they belonged, you know. I, I don't even have words for that. Um, they bunch of bought it in the first one. Looked like they bought a bunch of those just like weird, like Japanese sumo wrestler. Or no, Kabuki, Kabuki theater uh, masks. They just <laughs> wore them and like, oh, we have guns. Those are foot soldiers. No, no, they're not. They're ninjas. That was cool. <laughs> there was a lot of the the pacing and the action was much better yeah um that, actually that's where this movie shines is the action yeah because like there was a plentiful amount of action and it, it was just over the top enough but without being completely ridiculous yeah um like a lot of the platinum dune stuff is so so i did appreciate that and some quality use of slow-mo yeah yeah and what they, else scaled, they scaled the turtles down like they de-roided them uh, so they're a lot smaller than they were in the previous film. I don't know if that's true. Yeah, double check. Maybe. I mean, Raphael's still ginormous, but like they're not. Um, they were definitely scaled down a bit. Well, they're still ugly as sin. Oh, there's no question there. Like, yeah. I can't even look at Michelangelo. He just. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's hard to have a hit movie or a, a successful movie when you can't look at your main characters. Those big flaring nostrils just. Ugh. Yeah, just that's that's the least of the, you know, I, since we're a relatively clean cast, I can't voice my real opinion. <laughs> <laughs> About now, how I feel. The, the like the big additions here are um, Bebop, Rocksteady, Casey Jones, and Krang all make their 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 debut in Out of the and Shadows. So does, and so does Steve Urkel. I mean, Medea. Um, no, I mean uh, oh, Baxter, Baxter Stockman. Stockman. Yeah. <laughs> 
Played by the one and only Tyler Perry. Yep. Who looked just like a giant Steve Urkel. He really did. Let's let's talk about that for a second. How exactly do you think Tyler Perry lands this role? I don't know. Like, I really don't know. They're like, hey, that Tyler Perry guy is like, he's hot right now. Let's let's get him to play this character. Like, arguably, at the time of this movie's release or production, Tyler Perry was one of the most powerful men in Hollywood. Still he is. Owns his own production studio. Oh, yeah. Never has to act another day in his life. Nope. But chooses to play Baxter Stockman in the Turtles sequel. Yeah. Like, Do you think it's just because history with it like maybe he knows you know maybe he read the comics watched the you know watched 2k3 you know who knows if so he's not playing that version of baxter stockman he's not he's playing a really just goofy shell of his you know former self yeah i'm not happy about that i like the maniacal baxter right this baxter was like Toothless, not toothless, but like he had no, no, no fangs. Like yeah. he was just a smart guy who was really dorky and wanted to impress the world with his scientific know-how. Mm-hmm. You know, it, like even the Wikipedia page kind of has <laughs> Baxter Stockman wrong here. Like the Wikipedia page refers to him as a mad scientist. Yeah, he's not in. He's not a mad scientist in this movie. No, he's not. Now, at, you know, by the end, he is betrayed by the by the shredder, which could have seeded some sort of future plot where he is a mad scientist. Yeah. And maybe that's why Tyler Perry took the, 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 the role, because he saw potential in where it could go. Yeah. But Tyler Perry is a is an African-American man. Playing what is basically the white version of the character. Yeah, because the white version is the version that he like the 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 spineless like shredder crony is basically who he plays. And it's it's not cool. It's not cool. It's not. Uh, Let's talk about Bebop and Rocksteady before we get to that. There's like and another thing that sticks in my craw. TCRI. I'm like, no, you don't work at TCRI. He can work at TCRI. No, it's just no. Why not? Outram's in there. Well, I didn't see that doesn't bother me. That doesn't that bother, bother me at all. The crap out of me. Like, but, well, because you can you can you can repurpose stuff for a new story. Like that doesn't bother me at all. Eh, it just. Uh. <laughs> I would rather them use TCRI than like make something up. The Maybe the only other the only other thing that was stock gen stock gen would have been the, the probably the rightest answer. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's move on to Bebop and Rocksteady, played oh. by Gary Anthony Williams and Stephen Farrelly. I mean, Gary's fantastic. Oh, like, he always is. Yes, he's, and he, Stephen Farrelly, of course, is Seamus. Yeah, WWE superstar Seamus. He was okay. He was like horrible. But both of them were fine. Yeah. Um, I don't feel like like 
they played the they they played both characters very very goofy, um, very stupid, very clumsy, just yeah, the last thing you want in you know a giant mutated warthog and or rhinoceros. Yeah. Uh, but I do like, I like Gary Anthony Williams, uh, from his work on whose line. Yeah. So it was cool to see him in an actual movie playing a, a a character that I was very familiar with, but, uh, there were some fun action sequences with them. I don't know if I liked them as characters in the movie. Yeah. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't like them as characters in the movie either, but again, Gary's performance was, was phenomenal. Um, especially when he was in his human form looked, I mean, spot on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Uh, Let's talk about their mutation. So instead of there being just mutagen, there was basically a purple mutagen. Yeah. That unlocked their, their latent animal potential or like it harkened back to their origins. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like latent animal DNA in, in their body. It, it basically just amplified that, and that's what turned them into the, the warthog and the rhinoceros, which I guess makes sense. If you're telling a story and you've already established what the mutagen does, Yeah, you have to do something different to make that mutagen do something different. Yeah. So I, I will give them props for that. They didn't have to go that far, but they yeah. did, so – good for them um brad garrett as krang not or, let, me, let me rephrase that <laughs> brad garrett as your boy the krang, uh, krang. yeah <laughs> he wasn't bad like he's done so many other like voice roles that i kind of like was hearing that instead really i can't remember i can't remember one um I want to say Lobo from Superman animated series, but he was a bit tougher in that. Um, but uh, no, he, his performance wasn't bad. Um, I, I did not like Krang constantly getting out of the robot body. I'm like, what's the point? You're just costing us, you know, the the studio more money. Just have him sit inside, you know, the robot body. None of it really just kind of stood out to me. Like the robot was just kind of generic or Android body or whatever, how, you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah. Like it's just, it's like, what's the point of you having this body? If you're just going to pop out all the time and, you know, pop around the, you know, to the sit on his shoulder. I'm like that, that defeats the purpose. It, it does. It does. But they did establish that it was uncomfortable. Yeah. And they were I really, mean, really, really leaning hard into Krang being gross. Oh, he was disgusting. Yeah, was absolutely disgusting. Um, so, so, so for them to to really uh, be able to do that, Krang has to be outside of that body. Yeah, I mean, the fight with the turtles wasn't half bad. Like them tearing off his arms and just appendages, or whatever, and then like, oh, you know, I can replace that. So it starts replacing it with different, you know, attachments. Well, I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, and and the line that was it Michelangelo who threw it out. He was like, he's literally rearming. Yeah, that was okay. I I will give Mikey that. That was a good one. That was a good line. Um, 
but the fight just seems like it's recycled from the first film in different segments and, you know, just a different thing. Cause it's, they're, they're literally doing the same thing. They're fighting on a rooftop type thing, even though it is the technodrome and they're almost fall off of it again. <laughs> it's like, can we just, Oh, let's just copy and paste this. Look, 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 Platinum Dunes has a lot of experience dealing with giant buildings and or robotic things fighting on or near them. And copy and pasting things from their other films into their other films. So that's totally given. Yeah. Um, This movie swings for the fences because, like, not only are they introducing – they have to basically reintroduce the, the shredder because he was barely in that first movie. Yeah. They are introducing bebop Rocksteady, Baxter Stockman for the most part. Uh, we haven't talked about Casey yet, but they also have to introduce him. And they're also dealing with a story about the family and teleportation from another dimension that is going to destroy the entire planet. Yeah. Oh, and Karate shows up too. Oh, and and Karai is there. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot to deal with here. Let's talk about Casey Jones. No. Played by Stephen Amell. Amell, how do you say that? Stephen Amell, yes. I love Stephen Amell. I watched him on Arrow, which is – he's just just an overall just cool guy. But he's – he's too happy. He's way too happy. And he's a cop. Yeah. Casey's never been a cop. Casey is very not a cop. He's quite the opposite of a cop. I don't know what they were thinking when they wrote that. I'm like, oh, yeah, Casey Jones is a cop. Like, wait, wait, what? Yeah. No. It's it, What's real funny is, like, it's, Casey Jones is in this movie, but if we're speaking characteristically – He's playing nobody. The character is nobody. Yes. That would have been better. Yes, exactly. Like, why he needed to be a cop is beyond me, because he's only a cop for, like, the first 15 minutes, and then the rest, he's, like, all the cops hate him. Which makes no sense. Yeah. Uh, And, and yeah, he's way too clean cut. He doesn't play anger at all in this film. Uh, the hockey mask looks weird, and maybe that's because he has short hair. I don't think it's too much for me to ask that my Casey Jones have long hair. It's not. It's really not too much to ask. You know, not. And I know that's that's that is actually a very picky thing to ask. I know, but if if he's gonna have short hair, don't make him a cop. If he's gonna be a cop. Give him long hair, maybe. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. He. Again, you're right. I like Stephen Amell. He seems like a, a good actor or a good dude. Um, he's not Casey Jones. No, he did well with the fight sequences, though. Yeah. Um, you know, because you know all that training on Arrow. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just was not a good fit uh, for this. Did the action well, but it just kind of misses the mark. Uh, let's see. We also, of course, have Megan Fox returning as April, uh, April O'Neil, Will Arnett returning as Vern, the Falcon Fenwick. Yep. 
Let's talk about the Falcon. Oh, wow. So so Vernon decides uh, he, he makes a deal with the turtles and decides he's going to take full credit for the, the for defeating Shredder in the first movie, which makes him a local hero. He gets the key to the city. He has a nickname called the Falcon. And he, he just he, he really is basically playing the Vernon from the cartoon. Yeah. To a T. And I love it. That was, yeah, not as, like, dumb, though, but definitely, like, taking credit for things and, like, oh, I did that, and, you know, this is, you know, this is me, and, um, yeah. I mean, Will, yeah. Will, Will, Will Arnett is just a delight. <laughs> yes. That, that, that's the best casting in both of these movies, Will Arnett as Vern. Yeah. And the, the the scene where he's laid out on his couch, inflating bags of falcon breath. Oh, it's hot air. That is just air <laughs> that yeah. he breathes into them that he was going to sell for, what, $200 a pop? Yeah. That's that's a fantastic scene. It's a bit heavy-handed. Like, I don't think he needed to explain it. Yeah. It would have been way funnier if it was just something he was doing and he did it with no explanation at all. Um, uh, see, like I, Laura Linney, like how do you pull Laura Linney for this role? Yeah, that was a bit of a out of left field. Like she plays police police chief Rebecca Vincent, mm-hmm. and she's like a respected actor. Like, yeah, she makes real movies. Maybe she has kids and did it for the kids. Maybe I don't I don't know I don't I, I have no idea uh maybe it paid well I I don't know I don't know it just it she just seems way overqualified for that role yeah yeah um I I guess we can talk about the shredder since they actually cast somebody who did some talking this time around in, in the first movie there was like one scene where the actor was on screen talking, but well, we know, we know why that was because you know, all the huge backlash and like, why are you whitewashing the shredder? Yeah. Yeah. You know, but it's played by Brian T. Most of the movie, he doesn't have his helmet on. He he's almost unrecognizable as the shredder until he's in costume. And then he's in costume for five minutes and then he's betrayed by Krang. Yeah. I guess put on ice. Yeah. New ice capades are coming. Shredder on well, ice. No, you put him on ice. That way he can come back as Super Shredder in the in, in in the third movie. Something like that. That's that's what that is. Yeah. Uh, I, I would say his role is passable at best. It's like he's he's there because he has to be there. Whatever. It was totally useless. <laughs> you know, you're you're not okay. Well. We're always going to use the template from the very first original Turtles film uh, as like the gold standard. Yeah. You don't you barely see him in the beginning of the film and then you get introduced to him and then you really start seeing him. And then you get to that fight and you're just you're terrified of this guy. It's yeah, I don't want to say it's, it's the Jaws effect. You know, it leads mm-hmm. up to it and it's it's executed so well. And here it's just like, oh, here's a dude wearing leather. 
And he's got maybe a mask, maybe. Oh, and he grew his hair and his, you know, his facial hair back. Uh, he, sure, I got no facial hair. He's he's only the shredder because they told us he's the shredder. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that that was just he was such a pushover and just huge waste. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see what. Let's talk about Megan Fox for a minute. So, my my stance on her is she's always been perfectly fine as an April. Like, she's better in this one. She is better in this one, and I don't think we needed the gratuitous. Hey, remember Megan Fox's hot scene at the beginning of the movie? Uh, that was probably at Michael Bay's request. Probably, um, because like this is a kids movie. <laughs> The, the mean, rest of the movie plays as a kid's movie. It's PG-13, so they're going to get some, you know, some uh, belly button action. Yeah, I I was like, why are we doing this? Why why is this in this movie? But, but I guess if if like if you go to Google and just search April O'Neil hot, like you're going to get some. Uh, the internet wants to see this. Is all I'm saying. Safe search on children. Safe safe search on. Yeah, the internet apparently wants this, so. It's fine. She she's a perfectly fine April. Uh, you know, of course, there's always the, the backlash of why doesn't she have red hair? It's like, well, April doesn't have red hair. Like, that's that's kind of a it's that's that's one of those um, what is it um, uh, tropes? No, red herrings. The, no, it's it's one of those Mandela effect things. Oh uh, well, because they're basing it off the '80s cartoon and the, the 2K, cartoon? and Two K Three. No, no one bases it off the Two K Three cartoon. It's not popular enough to base it off the Two K Three cartoon. The original yeah. in the original cartoon, she had brown hair. It sometimes it looked reddish. It was brown hair. It was kind of reddish in some. <sighs> but we've had that conversation before. I don't want I don't want to rehash that. But April can have whatever color hair she wants. Yeah. Uh, let, okay. I think the last thing, bit bit of casting here that I want to talk about is really, really funny to me, and it's specifically the actor playing Pete Plop, or I'm sorry, playing Leonardo, Pete Plaznek, Plaz Plazzek. That's a okay. Plazzek. I don't know how to pronounce that. Um. So in the first movie, he was originally cast to do the motion capture and the voice of Leonardo. Yeah. He did that. And then at the very last minute, his voice was replaced by Johnny Knoxville. Because sure. Yeah. That's what the kids want. Right. That's, that's another weird decision. Like who, who calls up Johnny Knoxville and says, do you want to play Leonardo? Yeah. But how bad does Pete's performance have to be? to be replaced by Johnny Knoxville. And it wasn't bad at all. He was good. I don't know if I would say that, but in this film, it is Pete's voice. Yeah. So even after he was unceremoniously fired from the voice role in the first movie, he opted to come back and reprise his, his, his motion capture as Leonardo. And once again, do his voice. And it made it to the final cut. That's so crazy. That's like yeah. just insane. Like why? Why? What? Like why is any of that necessary? I don't know. Hollywood is a weird, strange, and often very stupid place. Yeah, yeah. Like, what, was there a person 
Was there a single person who was like, oh, snap, Johnny Knoxville is in this? I've got to go watch it? No. <laughs> Said with such confidence. <laughs> I like Johnny Knoxville, but, you know, it's not, <laughs> hey, I want to go see him play a big, ugly Hulk Shrek baby. Yeah, Turtle it's, man. It's so but odd to me. It's very odd. Hollywood tends to use actors and actresses to sell their movies that's, that's true. very it's very apparent with a lot of the the animated films i mean you know chris pratt's gonna be voicing mario and garfield I'm like that's would not have been my choice to voice garfield because he's not <laughs> like you know miserable like i would i would say garfield before i would say mario i wouldn't he just that just doesn't fit right like Bill Murray, that's a fit. That's fine. He has that droned out kind of like tired voice. Yeah. He was well, fine. Of course, Lorenzo Music was the original, and that was, you know, perfect. <laughs> my voice would have been my, – my choice would have been Frank Welker because he basically mimicked Lorenzo's performance perfectly. But I digress. Yes. They're not going to hire some hire somebody in their 70s to, you know, do a franchise film. Right, right. Um, let's talk about the, the, the actual plot. So they're this. As I said before, they're they're trying to tell this 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 family story. You know, the, the turtles are having trouble working together as a team. Yeah. And that's why they continually are failing at their goal in this movie. And it's causing Leonardo to get frustrated, Raphael to get frustrated with Leonardo. Uh, at, at one point, he actually benches both Raph and Mikey. Yeah. And that causes Raph and Mikey to go off and do something else, which in turn messes something up and only further upsets Leonardo. And he like Leonardo is very cocky in this movie. Yeah. You know, like, like I'm better than you. You don't know what you're doing. I, it, all decisions go through me and they're final, you know, just uh, not what you would expect out of a leader. Yeah. And I appreciate the effort they put into doing that because th like they put enough effort for it to be believable. It just wasn't good. Yeah, it, the the execution was poor. Yeah, um, we got to talk about the uh, the the human turtle man mutation thing. The what? Yeah, sure. What are you talking about? Like when when Donatello gets he gets his hands on his on the mutagen. Oh yeah, and he dumps it on his hand that for some reason has a Super Nintendo controller attached to it. Sure, why not? Um. He gets all like human fingers. I was like, that is what? Yeah. So, so one of the pieces of the plot here is that the purple mutagen has the potential to turn the turtles human. Which and makes each no sense. It, it doesn't make any sense, but it does work. If, if we're talking about, you know, giving the turtles a reason to disagree. Yeah. Because very clearly it's 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 made it's made very obvious that Michelangelo is a social being. Yeah, he wants to be, you know, up where the people are, and he sees this 
purple mutagen as his his ticket to do that. And Raphael kind of agrees with him. You know, he's like, we're monsters to these people, and that's not going to change. Uh, the, the only thing we can do is change to meet their expectations. Uh, that's the only way we're going to live amongst them, right? Yeah. Leonardo was like, no, we're turtles. That's who we are. Donatello was just like, um, okay. Because somehow Donatello's personality, even though we've spent 35 years boiling him down to just the smart guy, they kind of double downed on it in this movie. He is nothing more than the guy who makes all the stuff that makes the movie work. Yeah. And it's almost infuriating at how he is. He is the glue that holds the entire plot together. And all the glue and, you know, and all that stuff was used to attach everything to his freaking shell. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Gratuitous amounts. Let's just just litter the turtles with, you know, all this useless crap. Why does Leonardo have a, a CB radio <laughs> or or whatever, not CB radio, but like the um, in the cop cars, you know, they've got the breaker one, two or what they're they yeah, wearing. That's, that's a CB radio. OK, OK, OK. Yeah. Um, You know, I was like that. What? Why? But yes, just Don, all, all the characterizations are just kind of just fall flat. Yeah. Yeah, and it and it doesn't help that the CG is horrible. I think it's even worse in this one. Oh, it is. It, this this movie feels rushed. Like by modern oh, yeah. standards, by modern standards of CG, it's it feels rushed. Um, and and I've, I guess I'll get to a, a completely different point that kind of rounds this out. But everything about this movie. Seems like, oh, that first one worked. We made money off of that. Well, then let's put another one in the hopper and spit it out in two years. And maybe we can just do this every two years for the next 10 years. Yeah, is what it felt like. And is it a better movie than the first one? I know our conversation thus far would probably tell you no. Yes, it's absolutely better than the first one. Yes, I would say it's it's definitely better than the first one. Yeah, uh, there's not by much, not by much, not by much. Well, I I would say by a lot. But there's a lot of good action, but at the end of the day, you know these types of films, you got to have more than just constant action sequences. Yeah, yeah. But like we all it, know that Michael Bay doesn't do character movies. No. No, he never has. There's a plot? <laughs> What's that? Like, if the first movie is a one-star movie, I would still say this is a two-star movie. But when you break that down mathematically, you realize that that's 20% better. Yeah. Which is Go a significant jump. But half a star. I don't do half stars. No half stars? No, no, no. Half stars are for the weak. Ooh, this is pretty weak, though. No, not the weak movies. Oh, okay. The people who use them. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, children. <laughs> but, okay, okay. All of that said, we, we've spent, what is this, 40 minutes? Yeah, yeah, 45 minutes just pooping on this movie, right? Well, I mean, we're not 
pooping on it just to poop on it. No, it's a bad movie. Just, yeah, we yeah. have legit concerns. I mean, we've been turtling it up for, you know, what, three decades? Yeah, yeah. But We have a lot to compare it to. But let me step in and be, like, give you something to chew on here. Okay. This is a kid's movie. It's marketed towards kids. It's starring kids' characters. It's it's a kids' movie. Had, had If I – like, if this movie came out in 1992 – or, no, let's say this came out in 1990 instead of the original movie. Do you know how excited I would be leaving the theater after watching this movie? How? I would be on – I would be on, like – level 23 out of 10 like this would have been the greatest movie i've ever seen in my life because i would have been like seven yeah and it was a version of the turtles that vaguely mirrors the turtles that i was super excited to act like and talk like and you know fight like when i was seven years old the 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 turtles have their differences and they bicker but Ultimately, all of them are having fun. They're making jokes. The action is is fun to watch. The characters are the characters that I, you know, I've seen in the TV show. There's a whimsy to the last act of this movie. Yeah. That lines up with the whimsy of the original cartoon. Okay. So if you're shooting at children, okay, that's that's a bad way to put that. If you're shooting at children. If, not- aiming your movie at children i feel like this kind of hits the mark it's got a it's got a it's it's a mess of a film but a lot of the mess it inherited from the work from from the previous movie yeah you know it inherited the you know the the shrek baby turtles from the previous movie it inherited the 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 mess of a shredder from the previous movie you know a, a lot of the aesthetic can be blamed on the first movie. This one basically takes the the dumpster fire that was the first movie and throws some water on it. Oh. You know, tries to plant some flowers in there and repackages it and says, kids, go play. Have fun. That's a very that's a very accurate uh description. Yeah. And with like with that in mind, like w- w- when when I knew you were watching it today, what did I tell you before I got off the phone with you? That it's it's basically like, you know, the, the 80s cartoon. Yes. Keep in mind that this movie was supposed to be in the same ballpark as the original cartoon. Yeah. And it is. Nothing makes sense. You know, like K- Casey Jones walks into a bar and just starts Tearing up this guy's, uh, uh, what is it? Um, that guy from the uh, the uh, insurance commercials. Oh yeah, yeah, mayhem. Yeah, yeah, the guy who plays mayhem, May- mayhem, mayhem. He causes mayhem for mayhem. Yeah, just beating up his jukebox, just basically destroying personal property because they need to get information out of this barkeep. Like none of it makes sense. Nothing in this movie makes sense. And that's fine. That's the that's the that is the ride that you're on when watching Out of the Shadows. And as long as you are bought in to the ride, 
you will have a lot of fun watching this movie. Anyone who is, as you said, 30 years deep into turtledom, this ain't for you, bro. No, this is not your slice of pizza. No, not at all. And <laughs> do you like penicillin on your pizza? <laughs> like, and I, th- I think the uh, one of the biggest examples in this movie of we're just going to ignore you older fans. Just, just you don't matter is at the end of the movie, they basically get an award ceremony like at the end of a new hope. Yeah. In the dark. Yeah. Like the, the cops the are like, Liberty. we're buddies now. Turtles, turtles and cops work together, which has never been a Ninja Turtle thing. No, ever. No. Unless, I mean, of course, we don't count nobody. Right, right. Well, nobody, that that would be them working with a vigilante. Yeah. God, I want to see that on the big screen. That'd be awesome. Like, we kind of (laughs) did. Because Casey Jones was was a vigilante cop, so. I don't count that. I don't count that. Them, I, I understand a lay person like 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 a noob if, if if you want to be mean about it looking at the turtles characters and saying these guys are really ugly scary they're monsters maybe maybe their their uh frustration their chief motivating characteristic is not wanting to be seen as monsters you know it, it like that is a, a logical conclusion to draw from these characters. But that's never been at the forefront of being a Ninja Turtle. Yeah. You know, there've been, you know, episodes of the show where what there was that one where Mikey becomes a human. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's not something they haven't touched on in the past, but it's not a cornerstone of the turtles characteristics of them wanting to be human or even wanting to interact with humans. Yeah. So for that to be a, a motivating factor in this film is way off base. And them teaming up with the cops is, is completely backwards. Tell, tell like, me I'm wrong. No, you're not wrong at all. Like when you look at the first movie and the people that were involved, they got the source material. They, they talked to their creators. They did all that. Um, the 1990 movie. Yes, the you original. Can, you can't film. just say the first movie because there are now two first movies. Okay. Well, technically, we only classify the first movie as the 90s movie. We'll go with that. <laughs> and it just seems like, oh, hey, let me do, let me watch some stuff on YouTube, and maybe, maybe we can make a Ninja Turtles movie. Because like it, it tried to have some elements of IDW and some of the, you know, the 80s cartoon, but it just was again, it's a dumpster fire of a mess yeah yeah and i appreciate someone at platinum dunes trying to right the ship yeah well we're gonna get a third one whether we want it or not because they're doing it again we'll see how bad they screw up with this one i have more hopes for the seth green uh, not seth green some (laughs) cuts rogan the Seth Rogen one because of what he did with um, Preacher and the boys. So I I think we could be in for a surprise there, I hope. Yeah. 
like I, I'm not going to completely. So, so yeah, I, I guess that's where this conversation needs to go is where do you go from here? Had More we recorded, had we recorded this six months ago, we wouldn't be having this conversation because for all intents and purposes, the platinum dunes chapter of Ninja Turtles was done. Yeah. Uh, Colin and Casey Jost are writing a third platinum dunes movie. We don't know if it's supposed to be the sequel to this or if it's a brand new reboot again. Because, you know, I, we, we know the freaking story. I don't want to see another reboot origin story again. It's it's old. It's done. I don't know. I don't know. It's like as many as many reboots as we've seen and as many different ver- like when you say what is Splinter's origin? Yeah. You're going to get a wide variety of answers. Well, yeah, that's true. But so, still. so, so you may have to lay some sort of groundwork if you're doing a reboot. It's just like the studio didn't learn the first time. Like, hey, the first two movies bombed. Let's get Michael Bay involved again. It'll make more money. No. You have to remember, Michael Bay is not directing. He's not writing. He's just producing. Yeah, and so I like to think that what that means is they lock him in a closet and slide food underneath the door. And just like here, or distract him with like, you know, drugs and, you know, scantily clad women here. Go over here, Michael. Go. Oh, shiny. You know, because it feels like that was the case on Bumblebee and hopefully the next Transformers movie. Yeah. Just lock him in a closet and say you can't come out until you finish making Bad Boys 4. Yeah. Just. Yeah. 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 And, And like. Colin and Casey Jost are funny guys. It's going to be a funny movie. I I just have no hopes for it. I do. I do. But it's for for the record, it's writing on those two guys' names. That's where my hope is coming from. And if it bombs, they will not get any more work. (laughs) Yes, they will. (laughs) Yes, they will. Maybe not right away. Uh, Like (laughs) Colin Jost. Is it Colin or Kate? One of the two is currently a uh, ho- like a host of Weekend Update on SNL. Yeah. So unless he quits that job, that's not going anywhere. Yeah, I haven't watched SNL in forever. So I watched it last night, actually. Yeah. I know you were a uh, connoisseur of the late night television. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, so, so so yeah yeah. Who knows what who knows what is to come. From Platinum Dunes and the future of the Ninja Turtles movie franchise, we will be here to cover it. We will, and hopefully, it won't be more dumpster fires. Yeah, and 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 to be fair, nothing may come of this. Like they may write that script, give it to someone, and then it be you know locked in a closet until the end of time. That happens with movies so. all of the time. I hope so. And then we just get the animated film, and it's you know, hopefully, it will be fantastic. Hmm. Mm. Any final words on T- TMNT Out of the Shadows? Uh, let me check my notes here. I really, it just, you know, it just feels like a, just another churned out Hollywood cash grab without the heart and kind of soul of the franchise that we know and love. I mean, even the, 27, uh, the 2007 film, you know, um, 
while the story wasn't, you know, it wasn't a hundred percent, it it touched on the core family mm-hmm. and the separation, which that was one of the most powerful moments I think in in Turtles film history. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, we're talking about the Raphael uh, Leonardo fight um, and how that affected uh, not only Raphael but the whole family. Um, as long as they do stuff like that, that's what I want to see. Yeah, yeah. And 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 the characters in that movie had time to breathe, yeah. not like actually breathe, but like hang out and be turtles. Like the turtles in this movie specifically had no time. They were either making jokes, fighting with each other, or fighting the bad guys. There, there was no time for them to just chill. No. Which it's very hard to build characterization when all of your characters are always stressed doing something. Yeah. And 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 that goes back to the th- this movie was swinging for the fences. Like it, it they didn't a lot time for character development. They just allotted time for explosions. Yeah. 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 The tetra you know you know the the tetra Tetris drome was a a real threat. <laughs> the Tetris drome. Thank you. Thank you. If anyone out there wants to mix Tetris theme music with clips from <laughs> this film, it coming together, please do. Like and let us if, know. If 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 we did episode titles, like funny little non sequitur ep- episode titles, it would be the Tetris Drome. TMNT, enter the Tetris Drome. Yeah, that that would be the name of this one. Terror of the Tetris Drome. There we go. Terror of the Tetris Drome. That's That's the best name out of the shadows. That's it. (laughs) Oh, Jeff. Okay, well, that'll do. That'll that'll do it for this episode. Pure gold. Do you know what we're talking about next time? I do not. Yes, you do. Always go over this. You are the spreadsheet, dude. You, dude, our next episode is the Christmas episode. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's been a week. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to have a bunch of special, we're going to have a bunch of special guests next time. Uh, and for those of you uh, who did not hear the message at the beginning of the previous episode, uh, you still have time to submit your uh, voicemail clip to possibly be included in an episode of Shellheads. Uh, just give us a call. I should have probably pulled up the phone number already. Here it is. You can give us a call at 657-339-0426. Uh, there, that's the Reality Breached phone number. So when you call it, you'll hear my voice and you'll be, you know, you can then leave us a message. Uh, if you keep it short, uh, probably two to three minutes. Uh, what we're asking is tell us about your favorite Ninja Turtle things. And and, and that's basically going to be the theme of the episode. All of our guests, uh, we've already recorded, I believe, all of them. Uh, and that was – we just asked them. You know, it's just an open conversation. What's your favorite Ninja Turtles things? Some of them answered with characters. Some answered with movies. Some answered with video games. We want to know yours. So give us a call. As I said, the number is 657 339 0426 leave us a short message and assuming i can understand everything in it i'll cut it into the next episode don't talk very fast in other words people that's right enunciate 
Enunciate. Yes. Enunciate. <laughs> uh, well, Jeff, between now and then, uh, what are you going to be up to? Well, before we get to that, I was going to tell you, I absolutely love this idea uh, of, of, of call-ins. Um, I'm dating myself here, but uh, it reminds me of there was a show in the 90s called Game Pro TV. And they would have people call in and like suggest, you know, tips and tricks or whatever. So that just that kind of reminded me of that. So that's kind of a, a nice warm and fuzzy. Cool. Um, as always, Sergio, uh, you can find me at the Warp Zone Arcade, Brandon, Mississippi's premier arcade. Uh, we showcase uh, several uh, SNK uh, games on our Neo Geo cabinet, including King of Fighters, Fatal Fury, Metal Slug, Windjammers, uh, tons of other awesome, awesome things. Um, If you haven't played an original arcade cabinet in a while, we've got you covered. Uh, We also do Smash Brothers tournaments uh, every Saturday night. Um, And we also have a ton of other different, you know, games from different genres and stuff to check out. Uh, So when... uh, Always looking forward to, to seeing everybody. Uh, so please come out and game with us. Uh, where can we find you, Sergio? Uh, well, the Reality Breached reboot is incoming. Uh, Ooh. I, I don't have a date for it yet, uh, but the regular Reality Breach show is winding down, and our last episode might end up being the Spider-Man episode. Ooh. Well, I I've got my tickets. Yeah, that that's, that's not final yet, and... Uh, Let's see, if you're listening to this, it's very possible Spider-Man's already out. So uh, yeah. we will be dropping an episode shortly after that uh, where we talk about Spider-Man No Way Home. I'm very excited. Uh, but other than that, it's pre- pretty much the, the I'm going dark on a Reality Breached until I have further news on the re- reboot. So, uh, OK, Jeff, well, uh, this has been fun. I'm glad we finally got to finished the movie series it only took us 70 what eight episodes 70 i've lost count well you know me kicking and screaming uh <laughs> we had better things to cover we we still have better things to cover we do there's a lot more to come yeah it was 78 episodes that's how many it took us if if you don't count our episode 0 wow uh so Thanks for listening. Uh, Tune in next time. I'm Sergio. I'm Jeff. And we're Shellheads. Don't miss an episode of the Shellheads podcast. Visit realitybreach.com or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts.